Hello everybody, welcome back to another bonus lockdown episode of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Again, uh, no Mark tonight, uh, but we have a guest. So this is episode 22, and we're trying to get away from doing just um, sort of comp or purely precision-based stuff. So I took my friend uh, Stuart to come on. So he runs a YouTube channel called Beard and Gun, and he's also obviously the Instagram side of that. Um, he um, does a bunch of cool sort of... Uh, hunting vlog type videos on YouTube, which um, he'll, he'll talk about in a second. But uh, the idea of this podcast, talk about a sort of a bit of medium range hunting um, and sort of the more hunting style um, precision guns that he uses and I, I dabble in. So anyway, Stuart, welcome along to the podcast. We've talked about doing this for about six months, I think, but um, finally got a chance now. Yeah, g'day mate. How's it going? Not bad. Not bad. How's your uh, lockdown treating you? Oh, it's pretty yeah it's pretty good pretty good to be fair um you know i still work so it's uh not much changes for me so oh that sucks yeah that's yeah, the best I thing about my job is i can't do it from home well yeah i've got a couple of computer screens set up here so ah, yes. typically tapping on the computer all day so yeah yeah so this is almost just like work for you eh? this, <laughs> yeah this... i know <laughs> uh, cool so anyway so um i've known you for several years i know a couple of your family members and Righty round, and being that you're a Taranaki lad too, you inevitably can't uh, not bump into each other when you've got similar hobbies. Um, so tell us about sort of who you are. You know, you know, we don't need your bloody life story and all your personal details, but um, what you you know what you do, what beard and gun is, um, and, and yeah, tell us what beard and gun yeah. is. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Probably three years ago, I was doing a lot of hunting, and um, I saw a lot of other people making youtube videos and stuff like that and you know i'm reasonably tech savvy savvy so i thought oh i might give that a go and yeah i just started filming and you know filming shooting animals and stuff like that and then that progressed into getting a gopro and um, running around the hillside with a gopro and then editing and chucking them up on youtube so that's sort of what um yeah, and I called it beard and gun, because obviously I've got a glorious beard just like you. And some guns. Yeah. Yeah, and some guns. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. So, so I and not just saying it because because I'm mates with you, but you, you do make quite cool videos, especially because a lot of them have got a bit of Taranaki flair. So they're not just um, uh, you know, big reds or tar. I mean, that's on there, but it's, there's there's goats and there's there's fellow like the scummy fellow deer that we get around here. You know what I mean? Like the um and that sort of thing. So it, it adds a bit of sort of. <clears throat> realistic real life hunting for a lot of guys because um uh a lot of it's not big trophy deer for most people um yeah not that um, we don't want to shoot those no, <laughs> put, put them in front of me i'll chuck a hole in them <laughs> but yeah but it, it, I, I quite like it and it's it's um it's, it's very doable achievable hunting if guys want to watch it and maybe take a bit of um inspiration would be the word i'm looking for well, I, I guess it's real as well you yeah. know like it's um i'm, I'm not shooting i don't think there's a lot of private land in any of my videos mm -hmm. and um yeah you know i'm just out there beating the feet and trying to shoot stuff on camera which is you know a lot harder than it actually looks so oh no definitely see that's the difference see, 90 percent of i don't do a lot of hunting content obviously but it's pro the stuff i do is majority private land it's um like they're wild animals but it's sort of we spend a lot of time getting in there on a quad or in the truck and um, yep. and then you drag them to a convenient spot and bring the quad down sort of thing. So it's definitely a whole different world. 
Um, or you wait till they're on the track before you shoot them. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you know where I do a bit of my thing. It's almost for us a lot of it's more pest control based. Like we're literally the farmer wants us in there to take out numbers rather than searching for one animal. <clears throat> um, so yeah, w- w- which is good too because that makes good good footage as well because you know you're you're getting lots of hits on on animals and yeah and people like seeing that so yeah and it's and it's just yeah it's just two different things i i do like the wild um the the, the conservation land stuff that you know the, the stuff on um, public land it's, it's it's there's more uh there's more adventure to it if that if that makes sense um rather than yeah. just um me wandering about you know what i mean so there's the the camping well, and everything I've sort of stepped back from filming so many of my local hunts mm-hmm. because I, I, I guess I find them boring. So maybe I, I only sort of, well, I've started only filming stuff that maybe I, I want to watch yep. rather than, you know, shooting down, bloody trying to shoot a fellow deer, which is, I don't know, boring yep. for me, I guess, you know, like, um, so I've got a couple of real big trips coming up and, um, I'll be taking the cameras on those, hopefully, if this uh, lockdown ends. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they'll be, I'll be making videos out of those. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been slack this year, so. Well, I guess, like you say, if, if you're just going to sort of the same areas and shooting the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, it gets repetitive. Yeah. Well, you could, do you know what you could do? I remember you made a video with, um, you took an old three O out. Yep. Didn't you? You could yep. make, this is, here's a wild idea. Because I just done it, but you could maybe take an old sporter out and. Um... I I posted an Instagram picture picture up the other day of um, I took an old forty four forty out trying to shoot a deer with one of them. So that's right, you did. See, that's wicked, you know. And you've yeah. got to close that that gap right. I mean, especially forty four forty, like it's it's no three oh three. So you want to be sort of well inside hundred meters. I'd want to be inside probably seventy five to fifty, personally, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely throws a bit of challenge in, but um, well, well, they're a they're a pistol cartridge from the eighteen hundreds. You know, it's not a essentially it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I don't even think it's going above twelve hundred feet per second. No, it's not. No, I used to shoot that. I used to shoot cowboy action many years ago. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. I shot forty four forty back then. But wow, that that's good fun. But that's what, so maybe there's a few things you could do if you. I mean, you're stuck for ideas. <laughs> you probably not. Oh yeah. But, but um, that like, <laughs> you know, shooting a deer with, like your similar way if there's a deer at 300 meters and you've got a comfortable position and it's not windy it's it that deer's is cooked right it's 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 we've yep. got this equipment now and it's, it's it's super good and we've got good ballistics and but like okay now you've, you've got an old sporter 303 you're like shit i really want this around 100 meters you know yeah. and you're still not dead yeah. confident at 100 meters like you might not nah, be. it shoots like a bloody a4 bit of paper <laughs> you might know. be lucky to hit an a4 bit of paper at 100 meters yes and so you think maybe i get to 50 so, that, that could be fun. Um, I, I like I, I did. I shot that deer the other day with a three O. Um, uh, it was only seventy five yep. meters, away. and the thing was it, it had a wound on it already, so it wasn't exactly moving fast, but um, still fun. You know, it's um, and, and it adds that extra challenge in, which does you know, like like you're saying before, you know, with the with my seven mil away, anything inside three hundred meters is is toast. Oh, anything, as long as yeah. I do my pass. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but um, yeah, the old three O three, it's you know. I've definitely taken it out a couple of times and I just haven't been able to seal the deal on anything with it yet. Do you know what would be cool? A Ruahini Red. What's that? A Ruahini Red with a 303. It would be. Iron sights. Wicked. That'd be a cool I, video. I think there's a guy that does do a bit of um, 
bit of that down there. I can't remember his YouTube channel. Is he the real handsome guy? Um, <sighs> which one? The guy who sells the warfighter athletic gear. What's his name? Well, I'm not sure. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so well, we've sort of already wandered off on a tangent <laughs> of me trying to convince you to shoot things through our threes. <clears throat> so, you anyway, know, so how did you originally get into hunting? Um, um, I guess the same as a lot of people did, you know, like my, my dad was right into pistol shooting and, and he did a bit of hunting um, and it sort of flowed on from there. There's, you know, pictures of me in a, in a backpack at two probably years old going rabbit shooting with the old man and um, so it sort of stems from there and I guess I did heaps of goat shooting as a teenager and that sort of uh, faded away a bit as you start chasing the two-legged deer a bit more yep. And, yep. and then um, in my late 20s I sort of picked it back up again and um, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that eh? it's, yeah, most things give way to chasing girls and then you sort of get to your mid-twenties and you, you can't be bothered. You just want to hang out with the boys and get out in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. This sounds bad, but you go to like a party, you know, like out in the, or like out in the farm and there's like no Sheilas there. It's just the dudes. And you just talk shit about hunting and guns. And... Oh, perfect. You talk oh, yeah. guns and hunting all day and <laughs> yeah. you know, all the girls are sitting in the corner and quack away. <laughs> no, no. But, okay, so it's pretty standard. Like you said, most of us, we, we got into hunting a similar way. Mine was through my grandfather. Same thing. Yeah. I dropped it for years. But you mentioned um, hunting a lot of goats. So <clears throat> for those of you who aren't in the Taranaki region, or at least southern Waikato, we've got a... Goats in some areas are sort of almost at plague numbers, um, depending where you go. So it's uh, not uncommon to, to cull large numbers of goats around here. Um, I, I used to go out to a farm as a, as a teenager in the school holidays and stuff, and, and you'd shoot hundreds of them. Yep. Just literally hundreds of them, and... Yeah. yeah, people don't understand it. They think they think you go and shoot one or two for meat, but you just like got, we'll take them for dog tucker or stuff. Someone's uh, I work with a lot of Indians and stuff. We take them um, meat, but yeah. you shoot that many of them a lot of the time. It's it's purely just um, the farmer just doesn't want them left in the nice hay paddock. Just got to get rid of them. It's yeah. it's purely just a commerce. Push them, push them down a bank. Yeah, and people get upset by it, but it's that's the pest control difference between that and hunting. And um, so for us in this region, like if. If Stuart said to me, oh, I shot 30 goats yesterday, I, I, I probably wouldn't even give it a second thought. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's all right. But it's, oh, not, yeah, it's nothing like, out of the ordinary. A few of the hunting spots I frequent down um, in South Taranaki, I always take 20 or 30 rounds. And as, as I'm walking out, I, I bomb up as many goats as I can see because, you know, there's so many. And, you know, they breed several times a year and they just keep popping up. I think, yeah, don't they breed non I think they non stop, eh? They, they'll start cycling again as soon as they've um, gave, gave birth. Mm. And I think they, oh. anyway, could be well wrong, but yeah. like you said, it's two or three litters a year, depending. And a lot of them will have twins. So, um, and they do browse the bush real heavy. They'll, they'll strip native bush down, all the low, low stuff. They'll ring bark trees. Um, I imagine they're ring. worse than deer. I'm guessing that. I don't know. Probably because of the sheer numbers of them. Yeah, yeah, and because they eat everything, they're not picky. Um, anyway, anyway, um, so if you want to <laughs> shoot wild goats, come to Taranaki and climb up some horrible reserve, and you'll find some, some. steep, <laughs> shitty hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be better like as trying to get on a private block for goats, in my opinion. But um, yeah, you'll have more fun. But all right, so you got back into hunting in your sort of late twenties, um, yep. and. 
what made you want to sort of learn to shoot sort of you know past a couple hundred meters sort of out to medium hunting distances say you know four five hundred meters well i i guess it was just a sort of uh a re uh, a natural progression from from shooting them sort of 50 to 100 meters away and then i'm seeing them sort of further than that so it's sort of I mean, I didn't really have anyone to sort of show me the ropes, so it was a lot of YouTube videos on shooting fundamentals and, and stuff like that, and then learning the ballistics of the, the rifle, and it was about that time I changed from a... I had an old CZ full wood thing that I used to drag around the hills, mm-hmm. and I changed to my Finlight, and, um, yeah, got a dial-up t- turret for it, and away I went. So, yeah, I... Uh, I guess it was just the the need because the fellow deer, you know, they they like to sit in those clearings. So if you can find a little spot to overlook the clearing, then it makes things a lot easier. Well, that's a good point, eh? Like you like you say, a lot of those that <clears throat> type of hunting is clearing based, and you just there's probably not a lot of way you could ever get that close to them without getting um, without spooking them or something. So they're pretty hard to bush hunt. I mean, you can you can walk up rivers and and slip shoot them and and stuff like that but if you're trying to sh- sit over top of clearings it's um helps have a couple hundred meters up your sleeve yep definitely definitely so I know. yeah that's how how that sort of happened and yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah it, it makes sense though and it, i mean because obviously you, you you head off into the rohinis and you hunt tar and all these other things so it's i've only been tar hunting once but we sort of needed the distance that we needed to be able to shoot a little bit of distance to actually it was because it was the west coast east coast sorry so it was open so it was just yeah. we didn't have an option you couldn't get that close to these things on these big cliffs so um oh and how awesome is it down there it's cool yeah it's pretty awesome and i was in a pretty gentle place compared to a lot of people you know like it's still big but um yeah i yeah it's cool i what really got me was the the sort of I had no grasp on um, distance there, if that makes sense. So, because yeah. there's no like where we, you know, Taranaki or Wanganui or whatever, even um, even you know the mountain ranges here in the North Island, there's plenty of trees and sort of reference points. So you can see there's a punga or a beech tree, and you can sort of gauge how big something is and say how far away it is or manuka or something. But when we're down on the east coast and I'm in by Tekapo, um there was nothing. There was just tussocks, so I couldn't really. It, it's hard to get reference points to. Yeah, you know, you look. Oh, yeah, that'll I'll just walk up there. It'll take me a half hour, and it was actually it's about five hours. You know, because it's just it all looks the same. So that that was one thing that really struck me is coming from coming from sort of Taranaki, where it's so different. You could you swear you're in a different country. Um, yeah, as a lot of people know, and, and again, I'm very inexperienced with. Um, hunting tar and I only shot like a four-year-old bull five-year-old bull nothing crazy um to be honest it was more just the adventure but um I definitely want to go back down there and do it again I, especially now that I'm, I'm significantly fitter than I was uh must have been about two or three years ago when I went down so um yeah I don't know if I'm quite up I... to some of the big west coast ridgeline missions but <laughs> ah just do it just just <laughs> Just, just die. Just You've got insurance. Oh, no, don't die, but you know, just give it a go. You know, yeah. the worst case, you'll blow your ass, and then you'll um, go go back again the next year a lot fitter because you'll realise it yeah. wasn't much fun. I think I'd like to go west, uh, east coast again, but go up, um, even maybe in the same area, but adventure up higher each day. Yeah. Um, 
maybe and maybe further up into some of the basins where i imagine there'd be a bit more stuff but but yeah we'll, we'll get there um you know what it's like um oh yeah getting down the south family, it's, it's work, family work and then it's a cost too right you take time off work and um getting between the islands isn't always the cheapest it's not so bad if you do it with three or four of you in a truck because then your ferry is pretty economical um I've, I've been flying oh man you're bougie aren't you well, you know what? What does it cost me? Four hundred bucks to fly to Christchurch or something, and and then get one a, a mate to pick you up at the airport. Yeah, that's fair. So, well, I was meant to fly to the South Island next Wednesday for a shooting comp, but obviously that's been gone tits up. So yeah, I do a little bit for shooting comps. So it probably shouldn't be different for hunting. Although you do, you take a bit of gear. Oh, it's not that hard though, is it? Yeah, I was right on the limit for yeah. for weight for my bag. So, and then I think I had too much stuff in my carry on bag. But, did you yeah, buy all your food yeah. down there and stuff? I, I had a lot of my food packed already yeah. at home. Um, one thing that I did uh, drop the ball on is I had a couple of lighters in my bag, which <laughs> I, when, we, when we flew up into the mountains and got out of the chopper, I, I opened up my bag and pulled the jet boil out to make a coffee and found a little note in there saying they'd confiscated my lighters. And like, they never oh, told you. <laughs> It's funny though because it happens all the time, and they get so angry about it. When we oh, when we went down because in Taranaki, so we went down um, back in May for again for a competition, four of us and Taranaki, they were relaxed as they didn't check our licenses, they didn't want to look at the guns, they didn't X-ray them, nothing. They just threw them on the plane, and then we got them at Christchurch and carried on. But when we flew out from Christchurch, they took it far more seriously, and um, they found. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with the firearms. We we were pretty um pretty clued up on our, our requirements. But a friend of mine had a um. I think it was like a a uh, a rechargeable battery pack or something something yep. stupid, and maybe a lighter in his bag. And yeah, they they got pretty uh, arced up about it actually. Um. Yeah. But I mean, your little smooths though they're pretty quick. But it it was quite funny. I was because I, I knew I couldn't take the old um canister for the for the cooker mm. on the on the plane so i'd um arrange for my mate that was picking me up from the airport to chuck one in his bag for me and when we got down there so i'd, I'd have have my own gas bottle once again once we got up into the mountains he uh realized that he had forgotten that so we had like <laughs> half a can of gas between us it was quite for, for the five days or something that was a quite a cold trip too wasn't it we had about three days of really awesome weather and then just about 48 hours of absolute rubbish. Yeah. Which was entertaining. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So, but I, that makes the trip. No, exactly. There's some of these things you, I mean, again, I don't do as, as nearly as hardcore hunting, but you go on adventures doing whatever and shit happens. And at the time, you're like, oh, bugger, you know, but you look back on it and it's funny. As, as long as no one was hurt and you, you it, made it home safe at the end of the day. I've heard it described as um, type two fun. You know? too fun. like it sucks and you hate it while you're there and doing it but then you look back and realize how much fun it was and want to do it again. yeah <laughs> it's mis- type one fun you know it's fun at the time but then afterwards you don't really think of it as fun yeah yeah that's fair that's yeah. fair um <laughs> so obviously I, one of the questions i was going to ask you is why do you start filming your hunts but we, we sort of went over that earlier on um yeah so and, and I, I guess looking back now even too that you know, it's it's a it'll be cool to be able to show, you know, my kids one day that like this is what I used to do, 
Mm. They'll, they'll be going, shit, Dad, you didn't shoot very good deer. Yeah, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, don't, why don't you? Yeah, why don't you be like Khan? He shoots mean as deer. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not that cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, that's that's cool. That's look, because like you say, you um, you remember some things from an adventure, but then ninety percent of it just fades into uh, into nothing. Or even the vistas you see, you can remember it was grand, but you might not remember what it actually looked like or. Or whatever. Especially like on those South Island trips, you know, like showing guys at work, you know, like that have never even thought about it doing anything like that. You know, that that's that's pretty cool. Like a couple of guys at the place that I work at now, you know, they they watch a couple of videos and they've asked me lots of questions about going down there and all that sort of stuff. So well, I guess for yeah. from for the majority of people, apart from selected maybe trampers and mountaineering guys um but very few people actually head into a lot of those places um oh well you'd have to be mad yeah no and and a lot of it's helicopter access so um they're not going to go there unless it was for um hunting these game animals so um yeah pretty awesome Mm. really isn't it yeah yeah it is yeah and well i mean it's important to the local economy on the west coast as well there's not a lot happens there, you know. All the mining's been buggered, and <clears throat> so I mean, you imagine how much money pours through those small towns and just like hotels for hunters and um, helicopter trips and um, last-minute supplies and you know those helicopters must barely stop at some times of year, eh? Yeah, well, they must be always bloody spinning up. And I mean, especially since um, the last year and a half or whatever, when they've got no uh, international tourists, um, so, so these towns are struggling even more. So. Anyway, this I don't want to get yeah. political on hunting, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, so you've got, um, I know, two rifles that you, your sort of main two rifles. So do you want to just sort yep. of talk us through your first one, which you mentioned earlier, being a uh, 7mm 08? Yep, so so the one I've probably had the longest is the Sarko 7mm 08 um, Finlight. Um, it, I got a Stug carbon fibre stock put on it to, mm-hmm. to lighten it up a little bit. Um, DPT suppressor. And it's had several scopes on it over the years, but at the moment it's got a VX5 um, sitting on top of it. Which, oh, sounds excellent. Yeah, yeah, well, it does the job. Um, I think because I've turned into a weight Nazi, it's 3.56 kilos. Yeah. What's that, about eight pounds? What is that? Yeah, Worth something that? like that. That's not bad, eh? 2.2. <clears throat> it's not bad. Yes, um, 2.2. With a suppressor. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, the, the fin light, is that the same as just the carbon light with a plastic stock originally, is it? Yeah, pretty much. So you've yeah. turned it into similar to a carbon light? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just save yourself a bunch of dosh. Yeah. 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 Although those carbon, like, carbon light stocks are really nice. Would be nice to get one of them on it, but I can't afford one. Yeah, well, Mark, the other half of the podcast, he's got one. I think you even looked yeah. at it at the gun show. He never uses the bloody thing. The only time it comes out the safe is when I'm want to film a video with it so i pull it out i'll shoot it and shoot his ammo and like it's good it's it's an accurate gun and uh, well you you wouldn't want to shoot a, like a match with it but for hunting um it'd be excellent but he'll never use it 260 eh? 260 remington so i mean yep. oh you mean you can shoot reds with it out to 300 meters i guess with a good bullet but uh much more than that you want to get a bigger bullet but anyway um yeah okay so that's the that's the the now that's that's my beta that's that's the one i take every you know, mostly around here, and and um, my big gun I I bought a couple of years ago is a Christensen Arms 28 Nosler, um, 
and that's got a VX6 sitting on top of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's my big gun, and yeah. So twenty eight nozzle, so that's seven, that's seven millimeter. Well, yep. seven point yep. two millimeter to be exactly for bullets, but um, anyway, um, so that's shit. So what bullet weight is that sending? So, so I'm chucking a hundred eighty grain ELDM. Um, at about three two, I think. Well, that's that, two hundred feet per second. That's yeah. impressive, man. Especially with that 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 one eighty ELD will have. <clears throat> what's the BC? That'd be like a seven point something, wouldn't it? On the G one. Anyway, it'd be a good BC. I'd, um, I'd have to have a look, but yeah, it's 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 fast. It's and it's hold hold a heap of energy because yeah, well, yeah, further than you need it to. That's awesome. Oh yeah, and and to be fair, I'm. You know, I need to practice with it more mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't shoot it as much because, unfortunately, the old 28 nozzles have limited barrel life, so. Yeah, I mean, what are they, like 800 or 1,000 rounds at peak accuracy or something? Yeah, so s- s- something like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. so if you're burning up, a, you know, 300 rounds a year fucking around on gongs, it's... um. It won't last long. No, but you, this is, this is the, that's the trouble, isn't it? You want to be familiar with the rifle... How it recoils, how it performs. Yeah, wow. But I mean, so, that that performance is impressive, though, isn't it? Oh um, yeah, and it, it and it absolutely flattens animals. I would do, especially with that M bullet. That'll be um. You yeah, you'd have any anything in, at six hundred meters. Anything in this country would be just destroyed. So that's um. So is that what you took to the South Island? Yeah, that's what I took to the South yeah, Island for for yeah. the in case that you need the distance and. Yeah, and I mean. Where I was, there was opportunities to shoot some big distances, mm-hmm. but most of the tar we seen was sort of in that three to five, six hundred meter. Yeah, which is which, heaps anyway, and really, which, which is which is still a long way. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me, for most most hunters. Oh, it should. This is the thing; it should be for most people. A lot of people assume I shoot like intentionally shoot things at long distance, but I'll um, if, if I'm shooting past four hundred and even good conditions, I sort of i'll double i'll think about it right and i'll, I'll try and close it because yeah. um like i've yeah when i was younger i used a few silly shots but it's um yeah there's, oh, there's too many variables yeah and i, I actually I, I mean this is the thing it's 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 ethics right and, and that's everyone's ethics are different what they think is acceptable margin of error on a game animal there's yeah. no rules right it's there's we're not hunting a native species. You, we're shooting what's considered a pest by the by the law. <clears throat> so everyone's got a different idea on what's okay. But like most Kiwi hunters don't actually have the skills to shoot past three hundred meters, in my opinion, because they have very little actual like proper instruction or, or understanding of the fundamentals of marksmanship. But with these new scopes and ballistic caps, you know they'll we get it's easier to get lucky on a shot. Is yep. maybe where I'm going with that. What you don't see in a lot of videos is people shooting things in the ass or in the guts. Well, you you do some of them, but you you know what I mean though. But like people edit things, and I don't know. I, I think it unfortunately gives guys uh, newer shooters a like. I'll meet a lot of guys. They'll message me and they'll go, oh, "I'm just getting into long range, ready round. What should I buy?" And I and I ask, well, "What do you want to do?" Oh, I want to shoot animals at 900 meters, and I'm like, "Okay, well maybe start at like 300 meters." And get, yeah, and get really good at 300 meters. Yeah, and, and then get really good at 400 meters. Yeah, just because, like, there's so, especially in canyons and stuff, man, the winds, you, you don't know. It's, it's hard. And so, 
but but hey it's again that's a personal choice on how far people are going to shoot i'm not going to um like i said there's no rules right as long as it's yeah, you're yeah, right that's a hard one it's um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's a trick trick tricky topic that everyone gets very emotional about oh yeah and and, and this yeah but that's but it's just personal but like but then if people do it I, I don't get upset about it either right i'm not i'm gonna stamp my feet and uh make a scene on the internet like um half the world today oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I avoid doing that oh yeah never there's yeah. no point to it but um so so for, for me personally like i'll like i said i'll, I'll try keep things yeah it, it, around that four I'll, I'll stretch out to five sometimes in good condition but a lot of the time you can close the distance maybe not in tar country now that's another consideration but um yeah um, and that's pretty much what i got that big gun to to do yes um, and that thing, and that's, I, I mean, t- over your 7 8 that thing's going to cut the wind so much better. So oh, it's gonna just, yeah, the margin for like error that. is, I mean, there's more recoil and everything. But, um, well, to be fair, I actually reckon it's not. Now, so the uh, 7mm weight has a suppressor on it, mm-hmm. um, and the Nosler has a brake. Mm-hmm. I reckon the, the 7 mm weight recoils more with the... What guns? Sounds, what's lighter out of the two? The seven mm weight is about half a kilo lighter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. I'll I'll bring it up to your place one day, and you can have a shoot of both of them side by side. But I reckon the seven mm weight's um, got a lot sharper recoil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, half a kilo is half a kilo, isn't it? That's that's a fair bit of weight. Uh, yeah. Weight difference. Um. I've, I've, so I've, I don't know if I've ever actually looked at your seven mm weight. I've, I've I've I think I've shot your. 28 a couple of times um yeah we're shooting a few peacocks and stuff and a few targets yeah. a year of a year sure. ago a year and a half ago a while yeah, ago probably, anyway probably probably close to a year ago yeah yeah um but yeah cool cartridge like you say i'm not sure is it is it is it very popular in in the hunting scene in new zealand the 28 North um i yeah i had a guy put me onto one onto it so uh, i know probably half a dozen people that have got them yep i suppose so not super popular but I guess it's out there. I mean, Browning do the do a Hell's Canyon oh. in it. Um, yeah. I, I I nearly bought one that was just there was a seven mil remag there, um, and it was sort of easy to get components at the time. So um, yeah, I don't know if I'd get one again. Uh, I'm 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 undecided on that. Would you? Uh, what would you? If you were to buy a mountain gun again, what would you I, buy cartridge yeah. wise? Yeah. See, I'd be tempted to go semi remag yeah only because i'd probably feel more comfortable shooting it at gonks yeah more frequently if that makes sense mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yep. but then you know i should just shoot it and realize that the barrels are replaceable and i can just screw another one on there yeah you could just get hardy to put a new you get a carbon fiber job or whatever you want to it's pretty straightforward then yeah. um yeah so that's that's I, fair uh, um Maybe we start shooting it then. Yeah, I, I think I need to. <laughs> well, we can do some practice. Got a, anyway. Hopefully, got a trip at the. I got a trip at the end of October, so I need to do some practice before then. Okay, we can we can sort that out easy enough. Um, <laughs> nice and loud to annoy my neighbours, but that's fine. Oh yeah, they'll love it. <laughs> yeah, so I'd I'd, I'd probably yeah I'd probably pick the rim mag over it too for for that reason. Um, and, and there's so <clears throat> there's a lot of good rim mag ammo out there. Um, yeah. Uh, if if I can get sort of appropriately priced ammo and I'm not shooting a lot of it, sometimes I'll just buy a factory. Like the 
Hornet Eye Precision Hunters, good in the remake. Um, a few other things. Sarko, the Sarko Simul remake's good ammo. Um, so. See, I can't remember the last time I um, bought factory ammo. How much rounds do you shoot a month? Nowhere near as much as you. <laughs> I see, well, no, I don't buy a lot, but like, um, I steer a lot of a lot of people into ammo. I get, inevitably get asked, or uh, a lot of friends yeah. shoot a lot of factory ammo, so I just end up playing with it. Um, but it, I, I think there's one thing I'll see is hunters. They'll be like, "Oh man, I want to get into reloading." Like, yeah, of course, it's fun, right? Lots to learn. How many rounds are you going to shoot out of this yeah. gun a year? Yeah. And they're like, 40 I'm like, "Cool, just buy factory ammo." <laughs> they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause you'll yeah, save yourself heaps of money." I'd probably shoot forty a month, I suppose. Oh, that's that's all right. Yeah, no, that's more than most people. Yeah. Um, like a, a lot, a lot at goats. Yeah. Um, like I say, just on the way out of hunting, hunting blocks and stuff like that. Trying to trying to knock them on the head so they don't spook the deer next time I'm walking in. Yeah. Well, you you know doing uh, doing everybody a favour, keeping them under control. Um, so, mm. why are you obsessed with Kuyu? Yeah. Ah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> I knew this one was coming. Are you getting sick of my little jabs on Instagram? <laughs> oh, I don't even care. Eh? It's hilarious. Um, it's oh, how can I put this? Well, it's good. I know it's good. Not offend anyone. It's it's very good gear. Yeah. And you know, if you can have very good gear, then why not? Oh no, of course. It's, I mean, I I know a lot of people get by using. Um, Stony Creek and Hunter's Element and you know I've had a lot of those brands and uh, yeah it's it's I don't know it's next level gear yeah um, fits well photographs um, beautifully light, lightweight oh yeah photographs <laughs> that's half the battle I was t- talking about someone that uh, the deer love it too you know they like to stand in front of you when they're wearing when you're wearing it <laughs> they're like oh damn he looks good <laughs> yeah, oh, is that handsome fellow <laughs> oh shit is that the 2022 line <laughs> <laughs> is that the latest stuff <laughs> yeah um oh and because because i so a couple of years ago i started to think about like i, I was the same i had um as a lot of people had a tatonka pack and had a lot of gear and jet boil and stuff like that and then because i was carrying two and a half kilos of cameras i thought i started to look at other ways to lighten my pack rather than um, get fitter <laughs> so i thought i'll just I'll spend money, money <laughs> chuck money at a problem and yeah. um yeah because and it started because i was looking for a pair of hunting pants like i love the idea of hunting in pants um but I've never been able to find a pair of pants that I actually liked hunting in. So I ended up buying a pair from Kuyu uh, a couple of years ago. And they were fantastic. I loved hunting in them. So then I started buying more and more of the gear. And yeah, it progressed from there. And I think I started going down the lightweight route and, um, you know, weighing every bit of gear that I put in my hunting pack and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And yeah swapping things out for lighter alternatives and yeah so pretty much my whole hunting kit became you <laughs> yeah no that's fair and, and if you like you say you, you like a brand you, you stick with it for the most part don't you oh yeah <clears throat> and you know like if it's never let you down and anytime you've had a problem you've sent an email to them and, and they've sent you new gear out yeah pretty much straight away 
you know, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. And it's um yeah, it's it's nice kit. There's and a saying I like wants to know anything about it, I've got a cupboard full of it. He so. does, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a saying I like I, I see pop up every once in a while and in, in inspirational hunting posts and it's the there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad equipment. And so, yep. like you say, when you're <clears throat> with the type of hunting you do and you're up some shitty mountain and it's snowing and, you know, you've fucking got a tent you only paid $200 for and you're cold and your sleeping bag's shit and your clothes are wet and you're thinking, man, I'd I'd give $2,000 right now to be warm, you know, or, or a better pair of boots. hundred percent. You know, um, like I, I did buy, so I, I've got, most most of my gear sort of revolves around field shooting, obviously. Um so yep. I, I sort of test out stuff that's comfortable to move in and, and, and with the same idea of I run pants and I run uh, long lightweight sleeves and stuff that's just um, I'm, I'm white right I burn really easy so yeah. that, and you get burnt you dehydrate right 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 but um, I'm uncomfortable shooting's not fun yeah but I, I did so I've had problems in the past with my ankles and bending a bit much and breaking so I bought a, a, a good pair of um of lower boots like they're like nearly like 800 bucks once i get all the care kit and everything but i was quite happy to do yep. it but and i actually shoot i prep using for my competition shooting too because having a stiff boot is quite good for a lot of um sitting and kneeling shooting in my opinion but um really? yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, one I'm... area where i don't cheap out that's for sure and I'm socks um... good socks good thick merino Ooh. socks <laughs> and that sounds so ridiculous doesn't it that you're buying nice merino socks to help you you know but it makes all the difference yeah well and again like i'm it draws parallels to a certain extent i i found i was um in my competition shooting on a long day I, by the end of it i'd be quite worn out just due to um like i said shitty equipment like wet weather gear or um uh, bad boots and, and poor diet and not enough yep. water and all this and <clears throat> i imagine it's very very similar for hunting if you can keep up obviously you've got comfortable gear so you're not getting chafe chafe nutsack or um, blisters on your heels oh, that's the worst it is right and, ass, yeah, yeah. Oh, it can just fuck your day up man and then you're not drinking enough water and you're not snacking properly or regularly enough and you're just drain your energy will just drain and the chafe doesn't help and so you know so by having a bit of a plan and having that good equipment can really uh for for me anyway of what i do extend my day and, and especially like if you're going out for several days you know you want your you're carrying that stuff around on your back you, you want it to be light and you want it to work when you need it to yeah and you don't want it to let you down yeah so yeah <clears throat> i actually even to the point because my, my missus packs all my shit because i'm useless um when what? i when i go on hunts like proper hunts like actual like down south island i was like oh she actually puts in chafe cream for me <laughs> well i'll be fucked otherwise but yeah anyway um yeah yeah no that, that's that's a good point it is cool gear too i, I was i did some hunting with um uh man or two hunter on instagram yep, just recently Chris. yeah and um yeah he's got all the flash cut I mean, it was nice gear um yeah I, I felt a bit bad yeah. when we're like crawling around in the mud and shit <laughs> and it's getting all grubby but it washed off fine it was nice um, me and him have sent a few uh, messages back and forth on on different gear and yeah and what is what his next order is going to be i and see you guys gonna be. <laughs> saying that i'd he what did he comment that i'd drunk the hunter's element kool-aid or something yeah, something like that yeah <laughs> i'm surprised those pants didn't fall off here yeah. if you're bloody crawling through the mud all the stitching comes apart <laughs> not yet i probably don't do enough hardcore stuff mate that's why yeah oh, okay so um 
what other uh <clears throat> what other forms of shooting do you do you bet like sport shooting um uh like uh less extreme hunting like rabbits and possums and all that shit and what else do yeah, you get definitely do rabbits and possums and stuff you know that's that's all good fun i um enjoy plinking with the odd 22 mm-hmm. i um went out with a couple of mates i don't know a month or so ago and we were shooting steel targets trying to shoot them at 200 meters which was quite entertaining nice um i'm a member of the pistol club so okay so you're a, you're a b category guy yep oh nice yep. so don't do as much as i used to um obviously every time it's fine now I'm, I'm trying to go out and shoot some critters but but yeah i still pop out there occasionally and say hello and yeah i sh- definitely should try and shoot some more out there but i don't so what sort of disciplines when you do shoot do you actually um get involved with I, I was shooting three gun. Okay. Yeah, we know what happened to that. <laughs> we know what happened to that. Rest and rip. <laughs> yep. Um, and just IPSC, which is practical practical shooting. Yep. Yep. So, I did a little bit of IPSC many, many moons ago. Um, moons ago. Yeah, I would have been about 20. I've actually thought um, I've, I want to do a bit of IPSC shotgun. Yes, that's good fun. Yeah, so I, I want to, I, I, but I've not actually talked to anyone who does it yet. But I, I thought just like a couple, two, three times a year, it'd be nice just yep. to turn up. It's all organised. I don't have to do any of the planning, you know. And I just shoot <laughs> it, and then I fuck off home. <laughs> it sounds quite nice to me because I like shotguns. And I'll, what I've done in the past, I buy all these different shotguns and stuff, and I don't really have anything to do with them. Like yep. there's no um, uh, sport for me or. Um, sport so that i can practice at least at home so if i if i dabble in a bit of ipsic shotgun i thought it could be um it could be quite fun well, i think i i thought um Taranaki long range shooters were doing a couple shotgun shoots a year oh i organized a, a couple back in did the you day do a couple back yeah in the day? um i did like a clay bird and then a sort of a sort of an ipsic type thing kind of just shooting steel um many moons ago yeah um, but I'd, I'd like to just sort of yeah turn up and compete and like, I don't need the, the best gun or nothing and all the speed reloaders. I'll just run a bloody fanny pack full of shells and get to it, you know. But, uh, That's what I used to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> just have them stuffed in my hoodie pocket. <laughs> yeah. I just want to do it for fun, right? Um, like, I'll, I'll be super competitive at a precision event. Like, I want to I want to go there and place well. But for other stuff, I'm, I, it's, it's just a, a side interest, I think. So I don't want to invest too much in case it is a passing interest and it fades off into nothing, so. You know, if, if I've got like a twelve hundred dollar yep. shotgun sitting in the safe that only gets used occasionally, that's not the end of the world. But if I spend four grand on a shotgun and don't use it, it's like, well, okay, now now I'm wasting a bit more cash. Now that's just sitting in the corner, like not not doing anything. Yeah, and you know, I put the, 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 those sort of gun funds. I, I put in a certain precision guns, right? So I can't really yeah. <clears throat> spread myself too thin in that regard. Um, so what sort of what sort of pistol do you shoot? You shoot a nineteen eleven or a Glock or what? Oh, I've got a Glock, yeah, Glock yep. 34. 34, um, which is the longer one? Yeah, it's like longer barreled 9mm. Yep, okay. Yep. yep. With some light and trigger springs and a few chased up bits like that. But Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do more of the precision, um, some of your guys' shoots and, and some of Simon's shoots, but yeah, I, I don't know. You should just do the hunter Probably. class stuff, dude. Yeah, I should. 7mm, under 400 metres. Beauty. I did his Tarada shoot a couple of years ago. That was that yeah. was a hoot. I, it's, I tell you one thing, it's got yeah, I sure remember that. It's got incredibly competitive. Like everyone in in, in in our game is just the level of shooting has gone up significantly. And I mean, people are building better guns too, but people are practicing and 
um like in like yeah practical and open class now it's it's becoming quite a quite quite competitive quite well, if, if you remember a couple <clears throat> when you were shoot, you must show well, maybe about four years ago i can't remember was it the really wet shoot you were there no after no, that it was but, really hot oh yeah but but like the when i first done it there was a lot of um like seven more rim mags and just like standard tikas and stuff yeah um but now you like you'll see that in the hunter class not so many magnums but you'll see it in the hunter class still but in the other classes now so there's obviously there's more than one class it's just race guns now guys are putting together maybe not quite dedicated precision guns a lot are but or certainly um hunting guns with a, a more <laughs> target type theme you know heavier barrels and like everyone's got big scopes and it's you you'll really see a guy in, in, in practical with like just a factory tika sort of thing yeah um, which I, I don't know if, i don't it doesn't bother me but it's um yeah guys are just building the gear for the game now rather than using it as a way to practice it, it, yeah yeah, yeah. That's it. Everyone wants to win, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's inevitable. It's human nature in it to compete. Um, yeah. But that's why, I like, so I like hunter events. So Simon does a the uh, pre pre raw event, and this thing is it's not a popular event, which baffles me because it's so good. So it's it's up at the uh, the usual place in Tarada. Yeah. And uh, it goes out to like maybe three fifty. Um, hunting guns only, no target barrels. You can have dialing scopes because we all hunt with dialing scopes now. Uh, basic bipods um you know I'm, you can't just turn sure up with you hunting every time he has that on <laughs> it probably but i mean man but we like i think we had like didn't even have 20 people with the last one and 15 before that right so but it's such a good what's cool it's not the idea is it's an eye opener for the raw right so you come in because yeah. there's so many guys their gun will sit idle all year until the raw and so the idea being that they can come along to this event and um you know i think it's like maybe 35 40 40 rounds maybe 40 rounds for the day so a couple boxes of ammo do a little bit of practice a little bit of positional shooting and they're quite hunting orientated stages um you know there's some close range stuff there's a little bit of medium range stuff um that, that'd be right up your alley um yeah simon's simon's always does a good shoot oh he's the best in new zealand he is he's yeah yeah he's uh he does everything so well thought out oh hence like this hence why i'm so keen for him to be involved in my stuff right he's um yeah my my success is directly linked to his success uh as in well his help i should say with with the effort he puts into my events um but anyway um those those for those who are interested in the hunter type events you just keep an eye on um like gpre's facebook page or turn economic shooting they do pop up we we have talked about doing maybe one or two more a year uh, maybe I'll do one because um, they are fun and they're, they're small scale and um... and the the quickness with he which which he sells them out is is ridiculous. Like oh yeah, you know, aren't they selling out in like five five ten minutes? So my last so the last so his and mine event my events sort of run in tandem as a sort of a, a unofficial series. Um, mine was the last one that sold out in less than four seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. and then. <laughs> and then before that that was the quickest one yet but uh before that it was i'm sure i think of the event before that was might have been another one of mine but that was the same thing two days sold out straight away uh, his event before that sold out in like a minute his event before that sold out in a minute these are the big centerfire events you know they're just 
Um, so what he's actually doing for Tarata this year is you register, you get a day or two to register, and then he's actually drawing them. So instead of that, well, because he's, he's trying to figure out a way to do it sort of a bit fairer. So at the moment, it's been first in, first served. Um, and if you were, if you messaged it four past seven, hard luck, you know, you missed out, you're on the wait list. But, so he's going to take all the, the entries and then literally draw them out of a hat or a bingo wheel. He actually does have a bingo wheel. Um, so he'll probably bingo wheel them. <laughs> and um just to it's something he's trialing to see if we can um maybe make it a bit fairer because what happens is we have all the regulars who know they've got to get in quickly and then the guys who might think you maybe like yourself you're like Fuck, yeah, i wouldn't mind shooting another one of those and you sort of wander in a couple of days later and send a message like duh, duh. and it's hey, like man. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and so those newer shooters um can really struggle to get a spot um so it's something he's trialing anyway, which which I'll watch eagerly and possibly adopt a similar process, but um, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know the wife really enjoyed doing that shoot too, so... Yeah, I, well, I get my wife along to it occasionally when she's, yeah. you know, when she's not bloody pregnant or um, <laughs> someone we can find someone to look out for the kid or something, you know, so it's... um. How does that happen? We get someone to look out for the kid or how do you get her pregnant? How do you get her pregnant? What did you slip? I went on. I went on. I was away on a job for three months, and I just come back and she's pregnant. I don't know. It must have been like yeah. telekinetic or something. <laughs> the kid doesn't look like me. <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit Fijian. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is like, what yeah, you get them pregnant when you're not spending enough time out shooting. You got nothing else to do. Yeah, oh, I think that's what I did too. Too many lockdowns. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yours would be about from lockdown last time. Now that I think about it, but anyway, let's not delve into that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a story for another day. That's a, yeah, that's the uh, that's the that's the OnlyFans podcast to listen to yeah. how that went, how that happened. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I think you should come along to another event and um, have a play, and uh, we'll give you plenty of notice so you can uh, make your schedule work around it. But um work my schedule around it book it in <laughs> to be honest i can just set up some mock stages for you up at my place and before your next hunt and we'll do a few things like that um anyway so earlier today before we started this you mentioned you were planning one or two or several more hunts for the uh upcoming time when their uh, government lets us leave our homes so what do you, yep. what have you got on the horizon well I'm, I'm thinking of doing a big uh probably a four-day rohini tops mission I was hoping late September just to try and um, prove all my gear for my South Island trip that I've got booked in for the end of October. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've got those and then, I don't know, probably hopefully a few more tar trips next year. Because, I don't know, when I came back from that last one, that's the only hunting that I did, wanted to do, so... Is that, that bit like where you were? So <clears throat> for those of you um haven't watched his videos, there is a, uh, quite a neat video he's put up on his uh, YouTube channel, which I'll put a link up to somewhere. Um, but it's, yeah, so you can actually see what he's talking about. But that, that environment was just stunning, wasn't it? And it's, um... Oh, it was absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I came back and I, I told the wife, if I could only do that sort of hunting again, I'd be happy. Um, Would you say yeah. it's the... Because from what I understand, like again, I've, I've been very limited with my tar experience. It seems a lot of the the hunting itself doesn't seem that hard. Like they're just goats. They're like, just goats. Like people yeah. might think differently, but 
I watch a lot of videos. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking outside in for the most part here, but, but it is, it's where you are and how you have to it, get there or recover them. It, that yeah, is it's the, the environment. Yeah. And, and the, the, how hard it is to be in that environment, um, I guess, to, to hunt them. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's what I was thinking, you'd say. Again, we weren't in anywhere nearly as extreme, but it, it's just so big and cool. And Now, what would be and, a challenge? beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they are. They were fantastic. What would be a challenge yeah. would, would be like, okay, I'm leaving the rifle at home. I'm taking a bow and arrow. You know, I'm doing oh, an gosh. archery hunt. Now you're talking a, di- <laughs> a hell of a different game. Now I'm starting to sweat like fire out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, that's, so that that's the thing. And, um yeah i don't know that that's pretty it is uh, the, there's so many cool places down there um that you can hunt yeah. and um those it's endless um vistas and terrain and awesome oh, and cliffs that are trying to kill you and... <laughs> yeah and the birds those bloody kias trying to tear your tent up while you're not there so i've been i'm sure someone or the department of conservation said there's only like 200 of those left but I'm way be well oh. wrong on that, but I've watched a lot of hunting videos, and there's at least fifty hundred in each of them, and I'm thinking that's. <laughs> I tell you, there's, there's we, be we had eleven around our campsite, so what's that? One percent of the tier population. <laughs> that can't be right, eh? Hey? I'm sure they just don't go up there, and they're just like, oh fuck, we need the funding. Yeah, they're they're, they're going extinct, and meanwhile, hunters are losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a gear for these things. Yeah, there's a reason they're going extinct. They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> Like I've I've seen them. I was in where the frick was I? I was around the Buller Gorge somewhere, and some I was at a cafe, and some turned up, and I was out on the deck, and they were all the staff's cars were parked away down. Oh. Anyway, they started ripping into these cars, and so I went inside and told the lady. I said, "Oh, this is." She's like, "I, said, I think they're Kia because I've never seen them before." So I was like, "They're ripping these cars to bits," and she flew off her handle. And anyway, because it's a she was telling me that they were juvenile males or something the ones that like to wreck everything whether this is yeah. accurate i don't know she said they're just like teenage boys right they just want to fuck and wreck things and so <laughs> so they're ripping the shit out of these cars she went down and shooed them away and then, then one turned stayed around and it started peeling the um you remember the old lead-headed nails we used to have on yep. like roofs back in the 90s and 80s and shit it was started ripping those off the top of this cafe and um but she said the only thing they can do is like shoo them away and then you call the department of conservation and they'll trap them and like relocate them out to the middle of nowhere to, to try and stop people getting aggravated with them and potentially hurting them but i thought the whole thing was quite a treat to see but the locals weren't impressed they were just oh no they're sick of their shit oh yeah um <laughs> what a neat bird though but yeah look i'm not convinced they're nearly as rare as people think they are the amount of, nah. the amount of it, seen was, videos because I had the uh, Kuyu tent up in there, mm-hmm. and um, it's got an external frame on it, so that's like a landing, you know, like a primo landing spot for the Kia, because they've got this nice aluminium pole to grab a hold of, and they would um, try and land on the on the tent at 5am while you're trying to sleep. Ugh. They're quite big too, <laughs> aren't they? They're quite a big bird. Yeah. They're a big parrot. They're not... They're not like a bloody... Yeah, they're not, not like a sparrow. No, no. Yeah, I couldn't believe the size of this thing's beak. This big bloody beak this thing had. It was quite cool. But, um, yeah. So, what? Yeah, you shot, when you were down there, you shot one tar recently? I shot two. Well, two? One, one on camera, one off camera. Yeah, nice. Oh, no, I think they're both on camera. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I might rewatch the video and watch it in a while. See, I only shot, I shot one tar. 
and then I went out. I actually went out. I so uh, a friend of mine, you know, obviously it was uh, um, it was Lee. But anyway, we went out for a walk. Anyway, Lee forgot his ammo. Like, it's, if you know Lee, this makes sense. Like, anyway. <laughs> And so the next day, but he but he he didn't forget the KFC, right? No, no, he had all his food. So, um, so we went for another walk, and he's like, "Well, I'll just stay here because I got no, you know, my guns are fucking walking stuff." And I said, "No, no, come with me." And I said, "I'll shoot a, a if I see a bigger tar, like a big tar, I'll shoot that. Otherwise, you can just shoot my remag because he'd shot the gun before." Um, so yeah, he ended up shooting another one. Um, actually, not that far from the hut in the end. Well, what didn't look that far from the hut, but it's still. It still uh, took a while to walk up there, but um, even, even then, man, it wasn't like we were in the easier, definitely easier than the west coast. But to get the shot was still really difficult. It was like a, I think it was about a four hundred meter shot, quite a steep uphill, and we were on a downslope on the opposite side of the river. And to just to try and build the position was a, all our packs under the bipod and um, trying to figure out the bloody wind. You know, it was it was good fun. Um, and challenging shooting that's for sure i don't i imagine where you were it was even worse with the wind and the uh, uh well I, I think my further shot was about four 400 or 500 meters okay so pretty reasonable um, yeah yeah so it wasn't and it was pretty still when i was shooting so it wasn't wasn't too bad at all really was an early morning shot that was in the evening we'd actually um got back to to the campsite and we're hanging out cooking up some tar from um the one we had shot earlier in the day and we seen some start coming over the ridge line oh wow um, so did you see them them them, them uh standing and silhouetting yeah, yeah. wow yeah. that would be neat so um i was cocky and and said oh if they're within bloody 500 meters i'll smoke him and so my friend was sitting there and he pulled out his bloody rangefinder and said oh what whatever they were i can't remember what they were and i'm oh fuck now i gotta try and bloody shoot one <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow good though yeah. eh? bravado thinking that i wouldn't have to shoot one and then all of a sudden i'm having to shoot one yeah so what did what did you think of the meat it was yum yeah was yeah, it really enjoyed it would it be i think certain things are nicer when you're out in the wild you know when you're away from yep, the comforts definitely. home but yeah you you rate it up there like is it as good as a piece of beef steak oh, like i'm talking know. you know fillet i i prime yeah or, I, I came back and told told my wife that it tasted like KFC chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been because I'd been eating dehys up in the bloody mountains. But um, yeah, she she reckoned it didn't taste like KFC chicken at all. And it was bloody mad. Yeah, because um, we but, so now we we didn't eat any young ones. We 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 did plan on shooting like a young nanny, but it, it didn't happen. But um, yeah, we so Hayden he ended up. I didn't have any steaks, but oh, did I have some steaks? No, that was Wallaby, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> he, he ended up making like a stew or something. He had a bunch of dehydrated vegetables. He, he dehydrated oh, himself and he made it. He cooked up a like we were in a hut with a fire. He could cook yeah. on the top of and um, yeah, well, he made really it. Nice. It was good. Like and he sort of simmered it away for quite a while because <clears throat> it was a you know it was a bull and I think it must have been leg meat. I can't remember, but it was it was it was delicious. It was nice, but that's in a stew, right? But I, I don't think I actually ate yeah. any steaks straight tasting. yeah we sort of just fry, fried them up in a frying pan and um yeah just ate it straight out of the frying pan yeah well that's what we did with this wallaby nice. which everyone afterwards was like you don't eat those things and we're like well we did and it was fine <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> oh but, you know that can be the same said for the same about anything you know people are like oh don't shoot don't eat bloody goats but yeah don't eat the neighbor's cat goats. yeah yeah 
Actually, oh, there was a big cat running around the other side of the farm yesterday, but I only had my 22, and it was about 700 metres away. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll catch up oh, with now it. Now you're going to upset people shooting bloody cats. Oh, in the rural communities, man, that's what happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a, That's why I tell my neighbours, I'm like, man, if you get a new cat, make sure it's got a collar, and maybe just tell me you've got a new cat. Because yeah. if there's a cat hanging around my house, I'm, it's going to... Anyway. Yeah. this is what happens yeah. yeah we small dead end roads like ours ours probably aren't too bad but people release kittens up them and stuff like that so um they they think they'll let the kittens be free and uh, cats have a habit of killing a lot of native birds and lizards so anyway this isn't the uh well, gareth morgan anti they're a huge predator oh they're uh, yeah. arguably our worst predator um and we intentionally yeah. breed them but anyway um, like I said, this ain't the Gareth Morgan podcast. Um, people can own their cats if they want to own cats. <laughs> Just don't let it come in my property. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be my next lockdown guest. Is um, oh, killing cats with Gareth Morgan. <laughs> he's got it down to a science. <laughs> no, very cool. I, I was actually thinking, and whether we've talked about it before, I want to come with a hunt on a hunt with you one day, but not a hard hunt, yeah, like man. I said. I'm, but I wouldn't mind shooting a public land fallow deer yep because i've never done it i've I've shot i don't know well over 100 fallow deer right i I lost count a long time ago yeah like i said a lot of culling and stuff but i'd like to shoot a public land once um maybe we can make a video or something yeah you can be my guide yeah like i'll bring a real gun i won't bring a 303 i'll bring my my 260 or whatever gun i'll have but um so the shooting side will be fine yeah Bring my I, don't know. I don't know i've seen a lot of people that can shoot really really well on um paper not shoot animals that well you don't reckon i can do it sort of <laughs> no i'm just talking shit <laughs> no no i know what you're saying I that know a couple of people that yeah I, I know a couple of people that can uh, shoot paper really well but as soon as you put something fluffy in front of them they uh fall to bits well it happened it happened to me the other day with a big red stag half yeah, asleep yeah yeah you know and then it's seen it and i just seen antlers they're big antlers. They're really fucking big antlers. They're the biggest antlers I've ever seen up close. And this is like three, four seconds have passed by this point. Now I'm trying to chamber around and he fucks off, you know. So if I had it just gone, big deer. Yeah. And uh, my, um, I went over Easter on down hunting reds and we roared one in. And um, my friend was, oh, yeah, I can see the tops. It's, it's bloody big. And um, I was struggling to see it because I didn't have my bloody glasses on. And um, then uh, he, he proceeds to take the piss out of me for the next few days about how much I was bloody shaken when this year was coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. I didn't realise that I was shaking, but, you know. <laughs> well, see, I'd never been in, like this, obviously, this was post-raw, but, yeah, I'd, I'd never seen a big wild stag um, up close. Well, really ever um yeah not you know in real life and um yeah man it just my brain it just was uh, the, the cogs were just so slow you know and like just, the guy as well the he's, he's like he's like are you gonna shoot that <laughs> that's what he said to me <laughs> and then afterwards like he shoots a lot of really impressive deer and he goes yeah you probably you probably should have shot that deer <laughs> oh Fuck, I still I I think about it every day since. Like for the first two weeks it's all I thought about every five minutes was this fucking deer just running into the bush, happily trotting away. <sighs> oh, the other uh, probably two, three weekends ago. 
I went out and I was, I was sort of investigating this new fellow spot that I've been, I don't know, looking at for a while, but I thought I'd go and check it out and sort of walked down to this clearing that I, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, there's some, some goats on the side of the clearing. I'm like, oh, there's a deer. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a buck. Oh, fuck, it's a bloody brilliant buck. And so I chucked a hole in it, bloody shaking and all excited. And, and then as it fell, I was like, oh, one side looked really good. The other ah. side looked like bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got up to it, one side was pretty much just a big spike so i was like damn it oh i think i seen a picture it's got like a, a perfect palm on the other side was it oh yeah p- real gorgeous palm but the other side's rubbish your photo was so. very um oh it was it yeah, didn't say it, it didn't say it was good <laughs> on both sides but implied it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think um chris actually commented was like uh, uh let's see the other side i'm like no no <laughs> you, you can't on photo no, i could just you the other side. send it to me and i'll photoshop the antler over from one side to the other but like man it's perfectly even you're like yeah but, yeah check this out <laughs> no that's yeah. cool oh that's just the no, way it is in taranaki like, though isn't it? Um, oh yeah yeah you know wanganui yeah. north wanganui whatever it is but it's it's the way it is um like yeah you can go to um farms where they specifically breed nice heads which i don't have an issue with i've hunted on them but it's um yeah we it's just we just don't have the right minerals i guess here to to grow all yeah, bloodlines i'm not sure it works something like that I, yeah. even our feral goats don't get particularly big heads uh yeah no, but there's just lots of them yes i I, sh- I shot one um actually fun enough just up the road but it was that big i thought it was a cow we thought it was a cow to begin with because we didn't have anything with big optics at the time and get down there and holy fuck that's a big goat we were shocked you know we've been shooting goats here our whole lives and the next thing we're seeing one with a sort of a you know i don't know 750 mil 800 mil spread and a whole you know we're actually between the two of us we've shot tens of thousands of goats and we're like holy fuck look at this thing and um <laughs> the poor thing sat down for a sleep so I shot him dead but <laughs> and now he's in my shed <laughs> um but yeah so it's been finding those trophy goats like i see them in the east coast they'll shoot plenty of these massive heads on feral goats um but just it's definitely not like that here and up in um southern waikato they get some really good ones as well it must be a mineral thing eh or, or is it just that the goats here they don't get old enough to grow that big maybe you know because we they get like they get hammered but i don't know they just keep coming from somewhere um oh they yeah yeah because it's not like it's not like deer is it where you're like man he's got potential we'll leave him it's just like yeah kill him kill him all or, or it's or, or it's like oh we'll just shoot one or two you know just take what we need but the goats it's just like shooting bloody yeah yeah shooting moving targets <laughs> well it's like it's um <laughs> ballistic gel testing bullets for a lot of people but anyway um any last uh things you want to want to talk about or promote yourself before we uh, close this up there sure. oh, i don't know if you always follow me on instagram i think it's Ben and garner on mm-hmm. instagram or yep i'll link it on the, uh, i've been yep. yeah i've been posting a bit on that lately um yeah other than that Get yeah. out there and shoot stuff. Have, have fun. Have, Enjoy you, it. And be tr- nice to each other. Yes, be nice to each other. Be friendly and help each other yeah. out. But don't. Yeah, a, but friendly. never, yeah. never ask people for their hunting spots. Though that's rude. Oh, that gets yeah. yeah get that all the time. <laughs> I know. So do I. And I don't even really have any. <laughs> I'm like it's private land, man. I can't just send you onto someone's farm. 
<laughs> just do it and, um, <laughs> especially on that one block that we've both been on tonight i think i'm going there after lockdown i got, oh, yeah. I got a message about it <laughs> I get a, i'll just go and shoot like 10 and fill the freezer right up just just send people up there and tell him to get real angry about it yeah yeah because he will <laughs> he'd, he'd enjoy it <laughs> he will no that's cool yes so like like Stuart said bed and gun on instagram bed and gun nz on the youtube I'm actually, I'm actually looking at it right here he's done a video on some tents i haven't watched that yet but everything else we've got yeah all sorts of cool stuff there's on there a, there's a few up there yeah taranaki tar so, um, i assume that's been goats oh, yeah. i've watched that one yeah 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 and there's some varying degrees of cool haircuts as well um so oh, yeah lockdown yeah yeah i was actually debating today whether or not do another lockdown haircut yes yeah, so my trouble is I'm, I'm my hair is currently starting to fall out so i'm worried if i cut it off it won't come back to be completely honest but that's a that's yeah i know <laughs> i'm bad enough looking <laughs> as it is but that's uh that's life oh, well, you're married though you know yeah but she could leave me um then i'll be moving in with you or lee or something <laughs> that'd be a disaster shocker not <laughs> oh fuck i'm unlucky mate <laughs> think about all the kfc though be wicked no that's cool all right we'll um we'll wrap it up there that's just over an hour we're 69 minutes nice um Ooh, perfect yep so we might have you again on another year or two if we get more than a few hundred listens to this um but, <laughs> but no it's interesting like because again me and mark we we're lazy hunters that's what we sort of we're self-proclaimed um, but you do a bit more of the the hard slog and uh and oh, the, the, the real adventure is what yeah yeah the real life yeah, i love the adventure yeah so that's so that's cool so um uh, again 90 95 of the new zealand hunt, uh, shooting market is hunting rather than precision so uh yeah i've got to sprinkle a little bit in here and there <laughs> maybe we'll talk to you after your next big trip or something and um yeah anytime mate you know and, uh, you got my number and we, we'll probably have a lockdown again next year so i'll just talk to you then probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> that cool all right um yeah Any, no no you already said your last bit so uh, i'll wrap this yeah. podcast up you hang around and we'll, we'll yak afterwards for a second but um Thank you for listening to episode 22, the Beard and Gun Lockdown Special. Um, yeah, like uh, like Stu said, uh, be nice to each other, stay safe, and um, when you can, get out and go for a hunt. All right, see you later, everyone. See you guys. Yeah.